Hi class, this is Mrs. Spetter. I'm going to be reading the end of chapter five in Hatchet by Gary Paulson. It lasted only a few seconds, but it was so intense that it seemed to become part of him. Nothing. There was no sound. Then the bird started again and some kind of buzzing insect and then a chattering and a cawing and soon there was the same background of sound which left him still hungry. Of course, he thought, putting the coins and the rest of back in his pocket and the hatchet in his belt, of course, if they come tonight or even if they take as long as tomorrow, the hunger is no big thing. People have gone for many days without food as long as they've got water. Even if they don't come until late tomorrow, I'll be all right. Lose a little weight, maybe, but the first hamburger and malt and fries will bring it right back. A mental picture of a hamburger, the way they showed it in the television commercials, thundered into his thoughts. Rich colors, the meat juicy and hot. He pushed the picture away. So even if they didn't find it him until tomorrow, he thought, he would be all right. He had plenty of water, although he wasn't sure if it was good and clean or not. He sat again by the tree, his back against it. There was a thing bothering him. He wasn't quite sure what it was, but it kept chewing at the edge of his thoughts. Something about the plane and the pilot that would change things. Ah, there it was. The moment when the pilot had his heart attack. His right foot had jerked down on the rudder pedal and the plane had slewed sideways. What did that mean? Why did that keep coming into his thinking that way, nudging and pushing? It means a voice in his thoughts said, they might not be coming for you tonight or even tomorrow. When the pilot pushed the rudder pedal, the plane had jerked to the side and assumed a new course. Brian could not remember how much it had pulled around, but it wouldn't have to be much because after that, with the pilot dead, Brian had flown for an hour on the new course, well away from the flight plan the pilot had filed. Many hours, and maybe at maybe 160 miles an hour, even if it was only a little off course, with that speed and time, Brian might now be sitting several hundred miles off to the side of the recorded flight plan, and they would probably search most heavily at first along the flight plan course. They might go out to the side a little, but he could easily be three or four hundred miles to the side. He could not know, could not think of how far he might have flown wrong because he didn't know the original course and didn't know how much they had pulled sideways. Quite a bit, that's how he remembered it. Quite a jerk to the side. It pulled his head over sharply when the plane had swung around. They might not find him for two or three days. He felt his heartbeat increase as the fear started. The thought was there, but he fought it down for a time, pushed it away, and then it exploded out. They might not find him for a long time. And the next thought was there was as well, they might never find him. But that was panic, and he fought it down and tried to stay positive. They searched hard when a plane went down. They used many men in planes, and they would go to the side. They would know he was off from the flight path. He had talked to the man on the radio. They would somehow know. It would be all right. They would soon find him. Maybe not tomorrow, but soon, soon, soon. They would find him soon. 
Gradually, like sloshing oil, his thoughts settled back to the panic, and the panic was gone. Say they didn't come for two days. No, say they didn't come for three days. Even push that to four days. He could live with that. He would have to live with that. He didn't want to think of them taking longer. But say four days. He had to do something. He couldn't just sit at the bottom of this tree and stare down at the lake for four days. And nights, he was in the deep woods. He didn't have any matches, couldn't make a fire. There were large things in the woods. There were wolves, he thought, and bears, other things. In the dark, he would be in the open here, just sitting in the bottom of a tree. He looked around suddenly, felt the hair on the back of his neck go up. Things might be looking at him right now, waiting for him, waiting for dark so they could move in and take him. He fingered the hatchet at his belt. It was the only weapon he had, but it was something. He had to have some kind of shelter. No, make that more. He had to have some kind of shelter and he had to have something to eat. He pulled himself to his feet and jerked the back of his shirt down before the mosquitoes could get at it. He had to do something to help himself. I have to get motivated, he thought, remembering Perpich. Right now, I'm all I've got. I have to do something. Thank you.